The Tefl Commute, Season 13, Episode 6, Words, in which we have a roundtable discussion all about words. Hi, Sean. Hi, Lindsay. How you doing? Hi, Kerry. How you doing? Hi, great, thanks. And uh, this is probably we go. Hi, Sandy. Mm. No, because we've already got rid of her. Uh, mm. no, Sandy can't make it today, so we're playing substitutes again. Um, so, hi, Julie. Hi there. Does Julie become now? She's about the third person to appear twice, apart from the regular presenters. Is, is she, you, you've been on this before, if I remember rightly? Yeah, yeah. I think I was a, a few seasons back. Uh, so welcome back to obviously uh, a good substitute given that you go by the handle lexico jewels i mean i think it's probably worth having you here uh so uh, everybody should know who lindsay is lindsay who are you i'm one of the hosts of the tuffle commute in case you're listening to this by accident you have stumbled upon a podcast called the tuffle commute we're a podcast for language teachers and we're not about language teaching but the topic always seems to come up um, and I'm one of the hosts, Lindsay Kleinfield, and I'll let you do the other introductions since you've already started, Sean. Okay, so I've already mentioned Kerry, but Kerry is... Hello, yeah, I am becoming a little bit more regular, I think. I am emerging from Kerry's corner to take part in the roundtable. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the About Us page yes, now, Kerry. Yes, I know. So, you know, you're, so you're, exciting. You're, you're a part of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a promotion. You're on the you're on the page. There you go, uh, Jules. Something to uh, live up to or aspire <laughs> to to, yeah. to, get, to get on the page. And so, uh, Julie, Julie is Julie Moore, and Julie, you are who? I'm a lexicographer and an ELT writer and a former ELT teacher. And I get involved in everything to do with words. I'm a word nerd. You're a word nerd. I love that. I think that was the first time I heard that it was on your blog. I think something a word nerd or on a on a on a tweet of yours, maybe back in the day. I can't remember, but I love that expression, a word nerd. And that's a very good uh, thing for what we're doing today because today we usually. Over the past few seasons, we end a season of Tefl Commute by all doing a roundtable discussion. In this case, we're all around a virtual roundtable in Zoom. And um, we take a topic in Tefl Commute. We like to take a topic and kind of do a discussion about it. So our roundtable topics may have included things like songs about teaching or films about teaching or things we like about teaching or hate about teaching. And this time we're going teaching adjacent uh, for language teachers and we're talking about words. So the way it'll work is this. We chose three, uh, three categories of words that we would like to talk about. And we'll each go in turn and, uh, and sort of uh, talk about the, our chosen word. Yeah. And so the three categories are category one is our words that we either like or hate. I think it was like like, dislike, love or hate. So words that have a strong feeling for us. And we can talk a bit about that. Category two is um, words that are untranslatable. So words that we wished existed in English, perhaps, or that 
just are so good at another language, but there's no real translation for it in English. And all of us speak at least or have knowledge of at least one other language. So I'm sure we'll be able to think of words like that. And category three are words that have come up recently, let's say over the past year or two years that have caught our eye. And, you know, maybe we like them, maybe we don't like them. Maybe we just want to share them. Um, I don't know. I, I promise not all of those words will be pandemic related, but there's a high probability that... That you, at you least promise? one will be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what everyone's going to choose. I'm not sure what everyone's going to choose. So, ah, okay. so we'll have okay. to see. It's, it's, uh, okay. I guess, uh, Jules, being a word nerd, this must be quite a good time to be a word nerd because there's so many words going around. Uh, I mean, the pandemic uh, has uh, brought a lot of words to the language, hasn't it? But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I spent a large chunk of last year just writing blog posts about new language and pandemic language and researching it. So, yeah, lots and lots of new words and kind of words that have been adapted for new uses as well. Or existing words that we never knew what they meant before, and now we do. So, anyway, yeah, let's come back to non-chair <laughs> Let's come back to that section at the end, because we're going to save the best for last or the worst for last. I don't know. But speaking of things we like or dislike, then, um, Sean, why don't you start us off with a word? Give us a word. Um, so I've gone for a word that I absolutely loathe. Uh, <laughs> loathe as in hate don't absolutely like absolutely hate absolutely okay. hate um and it's literally literally i literally hate literally i just i just i just does my head in uh, so the <laughs> word, word literally <laughs> yes. literally l-i-t-e-r-a-l-l-y literally i i really despise literally because it now means figuratively isn't that something to love about it? Don't you love it when a word goes and turns so you, itself you on its it? head? <laughs> so, I mean, so you, you watch all you watch all these. I mean, what, what, I mean, I, I, I'm fair enough. And actually, it's a, the I think it's a Merriam-Webster dictionary talks about the fact that literally always meant figuratively. It's just those that made it literally. Uh, originally. So what is it? You, you hate it when it's used orally or like no, in no, written I, I, form? You, 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 when you're watching reality TV shows, not that I watch a lot, but you're watching, you're, you're on the news, and you're watching TVs with people, you know, and you say, you know, it literally blew my mind, and you just say, no, it didn't, no, it didn't, and it just, oh, it just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that language is ever evolving, and I put, and, and as a language teacher, I can, I, can, I don't like, I like to be descriptive and everything, but there are two things that annoy me, and literally is one, and less and fewer are the other, and I just can't get out. <laughs> wow. Any of you fancy watching late night reality TV with Sean next no, to you no. on the sofa? Not me. <laughs> we sit there going, it's, it's fewer. It's not like it's fewer. You literally got it wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, literally. All right. So we have one in the hate category. Uh, Jules, did you bring a word that you dislike or are you going to give us a nice word that you like? I'm going to start off with a nice word, I think. Um, okay. I actually struggle to hate words, oddly. Okay. Um, I, I like all languages. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you don't, Sean. Um, so I'm going to start off with one of my first favourite words. Okay. I learnt when I was preschool, and the word is soporific. Nice oh, word. Mm, nice word. <laughs> It's a word, if you're don't not familiar with it, that means something that makes you feel sleepy. Oh, yes. And I came across it in a children's book, so in a Beatrix Potter book, um, The Tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. Wow. Where some rabbits go into somebody's garden and they eat lettuce, and the lettuce has a soporific effect. 
Oh, and isn't that wonderful? Um, and I like it because it just sounds lovely. But I think it's important to me because I think it was the the starting point of my love of words and language. So oh. I, I, that's one of the reasons I love it. What a what a great what a great story. And also, I guess soporific is is one of those adjectives that only comes like before a noun kind of usually right like it's it's they don't you don't feel soporific or you're not so it's like it has a soporific effect mostly i mean you don't feel soporific but something else could be so that you could say the lettuces were soporific yes well, the, the oh, okay. soporific if you had a oh, really oh i see one. yeah yeah um, okay but it's, it's the thing that makes you feel tired not actually your feeling Wonderful. <laughs> Just think of it. it is a lovely word, but it's a word that I mean, all three of you are materials writers. I know it's a word that you could never put into materials. <laughs> actually, yeah. C two plus plus plus. You put it into a children's <laughs> book, though. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Isn't that great? That's wonderful. Yeah. No way you're learning that word, Mister Proficiency. Yeah. We keep it only in Beatrix Potter books. It's a lovely word to say I as well. Think- yeah, I think little kids actually love long, difficult words. Yeah. You know, yes. you think about little kids, especially in their first language, they love, you know, the names of dinosaurs and things, Stegosaurus yeah. and Tyrannosaurus and all those. They love those long right. words. So I guess, I mean, I'm not a young learner expert, but I guess you, you could put them into young learner materials just because they're fun. Why not? Yeah, and they sound right, and not- the rhythm's right, and it's a love that that, that yes. word feels nice in your mouth. Don't you think? Soporific. It's lovely. It just rolls mm. around. It's one of those words that makes your mouth do a little bit of exercise. Yeah, isn't it? It moves. it's quite nice. Wonderful. There you go. There's a challenge for a young learner. <laughs> <laughs> <writer. laughs> exactly. I was going to say when Carrie said you could put it, and I'm like, not with my editors, but. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on. I'm going to stay on this nice thing with a word that I like. And am I allowed to do a collocation or does it have to be a word? Oh, you're ch- well, it depends on what the definition of word is. I mean, we've got a word expert here. Julie, does a collocation count? Um, I guess you could say it's a multi-word item. Yes, although it isn't a very fixed or even semi-fixed. But it just, when I see these together, I always like it. And I always long when I'm trying to convince um people doing something or or coming coming up with uh, a way out of something i love this this combination of words it's um an elegant solution <laughs> i just there's something about it that i just I, I find these two words to be almost like magic words like if i say so what is the most elegant solution to this problem? And then people automatically seem to be like, okay, they're trying, they're really trying hard to now find a solution that is that is nice for everybody, you know? Like if I just say, what what do you think a solution is? Or, or if I say, I think the most elegant solution to this would be if this happened and then this happened. And then I always find that it is, I mean, maybe it's just great convincing language for me. Or I just, I think the origin of an elegant solution is like from maths, where you have like a maths equation the solution looks nice because it sort of like balances up with the other side or I'm not sure I'm not a maths person, but I just loved it in in the sense of like being able to, you know, when you're, when, when, when you're trying to see your way out of something with people or, or everyone's got to loggerheads or something and, and, and a project and you say, what would be the most elegant solution? And then I often find other people bring it up and they say, I think this is the elegant solution that Lindsay was talking about. I think it's got a lot of magic powers, that one. I, 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 you know, it's not something I've really ever 
Uh, it's not a word that feels nice in my mouth or that i love the sound of i just love the way it sort of works or has worked for me i want i want julie to call up a corpus now and tell me how much (laughs) that's used i think it would it kind of wakes the cynic in me and i think that if someone told me that they were offering an elegant solution. I would be really doubtful of who uh, that elegant yeah. solution was right. actually serving. <laughs> yes, I, I suppose I've always seemed to think of it as the one that would satisfy everybody. But if one is a cynic, yes, you might, you may think that. Yes, I, yeah, may... I would. I wouldn't see it as a. I, I wouldn't see it as necessarily one that satisfies everybody, but. Uh, but is an outcome that that moves things forward, perhaps, or is a spin? Hmm. It's like you know, oh well, there yeah, uh, you know, yes. that'll, maybe that'll it look is. Good. I am talking about it. As, <laughs> I am talking about it as convincing language. So there is a part of it. You, you have a convinced <laughs> us, haven't you? So. No, no, there's no <laughs> elegant solution to my suggestion here. I'm afraid we'll just have to. I think elegant is just a nice actual adjective. Elegant is a nice adjective when it's yes. Although again, I, I always think like you're looking very elegant. I'm never sure what, how to take yeah, that. Sometimes. But if you take it away from looks, yes. something that's elegant is is kind of the opposite of being messy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you're, that's you're true. You're looking at something that works, but it works in a way that's clear and simple and pleasing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a solution. It can be you know you can have an elegant piece of writing or an elegant sentence, um, and it's that's just true. that. It's, it's pleasing. It's pleasing. A p- pleasing solution. Elegant solution. All right, Kerry, he said, drawing his knife <laughs> oh, under God, the table. Can, Why don't you, you share your mine, word? You can cut mine apart. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, is, this one just kind of popped into my mind when that, um, when that topic was suggested. And so it's one that I just like the shape of in my mouth again. <laughs> it's okay. discombobulate. But I like I like yes, what it means great... as well, and and it's kind of um, and I think it's a word that appeals to kids. Uh, the the there's something playful about it. So give it us in a sentence, because I always think of discombobulating. But give us a sentence with it then well, that illustrates a meaning. I, I guess. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to give a definition first. So to discombobulate means to confuse people or to kind of put them on the on the wrong footing or something and um, yes, by by making by offering elegant solutions po- probably probably <laughs> I, maybe i felt discombobulated by people's elegant <laughs> solutions in the past <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when, after choosing it i thought i'm going to look it up just to make sure that i've got the right end of the stick with this word and and there's a discombobulate meme um apparently as well and it it comes from a sherlock holmes film um where there's a a bare hand fist fight is that what you call it um Uh with no gloves you know right and he's kind of commentating it and there's the i um there's one person discombobulates his opponent and then that's just been taken up. There's like this kind of Sherlock Holmes commentating the um, fight that he's taking part in. Uh, but I've seen this, this wonderful one with cats and dogs. So you can imagine a cat discombobulating a dog by just kind of oh, looking wow. at it in a big eyed manner, you yes. know? So, so the, is, is, it one of those, is it one of those words that doesn't actually have an opposite? So yeah, you know, discombobulate, if you take the dis off, you can't, is there Ooh, a, is yeah. combobulate, can't combobulate somebody? Uh, well, I think it's like, I just the other day, it was, grunt, uh, it was somebody, mm. I, was, I was listening to probably a podcast where somebody was talking about uh, disgruntled, yeah. and can you be gruntled? 
and, and it feels like that. If you discombobulate, can you combobulate? So com- and I don't think you can. Combobulating would be kind of putting someone back together, I suppose, with that kind of com <laughs> kind of suffix. So what, do, but, I mean, so what does bobulate mean? I wasn't being sarcastic. It's just one of those things that this is, uh, is obviously a negative prefix. Yeah. So the crazy opposite but but it is one of those words that doesn't i don't think has a isn't actually an opposite um with the prefix yeah i think it's also one of the and i don't think it is okay thanks i think also that word that nice feeling in the mouth discombobulating Mm. it's a sort of the but and the ah it's a bit like the other word another word like that i was trying is undulating oh yes undulating is also the the ulate Mm -hmm. i think maybe is part of undulating oh what's i forgot the the the, the term for undulating actually describes itself doesn't it because because of the way it goes Mm. undulating the way that your mouth moves and your stress moves through it it goes up and down which is undulating i just love the fact that it what there's this term for it uh, where the word is is it like a a, a physical version Uh, of onomatopoeia though isn't it yeah you can get something called phonosemantics which is where particular sounds have associations so o's and u's are quite soft and K's are quite hard and there's sort of so you know it moves from the onomatopoeia which is the actual sound so you've got squish and squash to something like um squabble which is is, it's just a bit silly and petty um Ah, okay okay what what did you call that again Phonosemantics. Phonosemantics. Lovely. Phonosemantics. Lovely. 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 If you want to say thanks to us for all the episodes that we've given you for free, we'd be really grateful. We love making the show. It will always be free to you. But there are some costs involved. So if you'd like to help out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Commute and buy us a coffee. I'm more of a tea man myself, but I'll still appreciate it. Okay, back to the show. Uh, thank you, uh, James, for that little message. Um, one of the... Um... Uh, while we're on messages, I just want to actually make a call out to Sergio in Brazil. Um, as uh, we know that we've been we've been inviting people to buy us a coffee, and a number of people have bought us coffee over this podcast. But uh, Sergio, we really appreciated the message that you sent for the coffee you brought us, and it really touched us. So we wanted to give a shout out to you in the podcast episode. Thank you, Sergio. There you go. All uh, right, Sean, you want to take us into our next round of words? Ah, uh, I, I could if I could remember. Oh, it's the words that we can't translate, isn't it? That's right. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, all right. So, so these are words that appear in a so I presume in a in a in a foreign language that in English there's no equivalent. Is that where we're going for, or are we yes. going the other way around? Or words in English? No, no. Words in another language. So we say the word in the other language, and then we explain what it means. And maybe okay. one of us says there is, in fact, a word in English, and then we all learn something. But all right, well, by, by, by one, one of us, that'll be Julie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get Julie out of the way. Julie, do you want to start? Do you want to give us a, a word? Well, I'm, 
I have to admit, I'm a bit of a rubbish language learner. So I don't have much competence in any other languages, really. Um, but I'm going to prompt for a word that's a very simple word that Sean will know um, because it comes from Greek. And it's Ella. Ella. Which, Ella. <laughs> which is a fabulous multi-purpose word in Greek, which can mean anything from get on with it, come along, go ahead. Um, and depending on your sort of tone of voice, it can be quite encouraging. You can go, Ella, you know, come on, mm -hmm. continue. Or it can go all the way up to very, Ella, what are you doing? Come on, get out of my way. So it's, it's, not, it's not come on, though. It's, it's, it's not. more than come it's, on. It means everything. It's more than that. It's sort of get on with it or come on or go ahead. It's just sort of a oh, yeah. Or it can, it can also mean like, don't be an idiot, as well, <laughs> <laughs> for example. Which is also uh, a bit come on. But yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, it's interesting. But, but there's, more, there's another G flavor um, to it. Okay. Julie and I both lived in Greece at the same time. So, so if you say, um, Ella, don't you put another word? straight after in your head i do yes yeah, okay. so do I. yeah. <laughs> it was one of the few words we picked up when we were on holiday there as a family we were only there for 10 days and i one of the things that frustrated me was not knowing the alphabet and not being able to learn words through reading them but there's but um, the kids were having uh, windsurfing lessons and the instructor was saying Ella, Ella all the time in Ella, a very Ella. encouraging Ella. way. So we just oh. took that to mean kind of come in, you know, or it, well it's done. Just, or... I mean, you would hear it. You'd hear it thousands of times, no matter where you yeah. were, you'd hear it between friends and teachers would say it, you know, a boss might say it. It, just, it is such a ubiquitous word in, in, in Greek. Multi-purpose word. It exactly. really is. Exactly. But... And I, I still use it, you know. Right. I, my, my partner doesn't speak any Greek at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ella means. You got uh, El, uh, it's like Ella the two that go after, after yeah. it. It kind of reminds Fantastic. me, it's got nothing, it's not untranslatable, but a word of strength. In, in, so in Greek, there's a word, I, I, just because Julie mentioned it, so it's not my word, but there's a word that's called, uh, there's this, this skasa, which is, um, um, it's basically shut up, but it's the equivalent of, will you effing shut up? Oh, uh, and I and I jokingly used this with my boss, I had a good relationship with my boss in Greece, and, and I said skasa paraka law. And uh, Paracolo means please. And the, 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 and he just fell about laughing. And I was like, what's wrong? And, he, and he's like, well, you can't. And it's just an example of where you can't collocate language. He was like, you can't say scatter and please. And I've never, it's just stuck in my mind as an example of when you get collocation wrong. I've never seen somebody just lose it over a word before. But that was one of it. Right. Lindsay, do you want to give us your word? Okay. So my word, again, is another collocation. Um, but because but the, but these do go together and it is this is a more fixed expression in Spanish. Carrie will know this and there and there is a kind of translation a bit like Ella and come on. But this one is called vergüenza ajena. Oh yeah. And vergüenza ajena. Vergüenza is shame in Spanish and ajena is distant. And so it's like the tr little translation is distant shame. But it's a shame you feel for someone else in a situation. That like that you know like I feel like that must be you must be that such a shameful you you like embarrassment situation. isn't it you kind of feel, yes, embarrassed, like I feel embarrassed over the other person you. yeah exactly yeah yeah but you feel it's like it's like you are taking their embarrassment and their mm -hmm. shame and you're bringing it onto yourself so it's like it's in English you'd say I feel embarrassed for you but it's not quite the same thing because it's like a different word it's like it's like the, 
the untrans like the vergüenza ajena is different than feeling just vergüenza. It's sort of like a different kind of shame that you can only feel <laughs> when you feel embarrassed for someone else. I mean, it took me the longest time to figure out. You know, I'd hear it, I'm, I, 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 and it took me years before I suddenly realized, and it's almost like a concept unlocks. And when it happened to someone, I'm like, oh, I now I'm <laughs> feeling that feeling. And that is the vergüenza ajena. Like, I'm actually feeling it for you. Carrie, can you think of I, an example? Yeah, I, I can. Think off the top of and my I'm head. thinking that it's kind of cringy, cringing, cringeworthy. Yes, there's a cringeworthiness mm, of it. Yeah, you see someone, okay. it's like, yeah, if I would see like one of let's say another dad at the school getting up and grabbing the mic at my teenager's karaoke night and singing really badly and not being aware of it, <laughs> then I might get the vergüenza ajena. Like, uh, like I would feel the pain yeah, yeah, of, the dad, of that. The, yeah, and the dad wouldn't. Or, and that dad might not yeah. have it. He sort of like offloaded it to everyone else in the room. So <laughs> Yeah, we were watching like a, a comedy series in Spanish and it was, um, and it's all about kind of, it's a little bit, David Brent office kind of feel to it of yeah. people just getting things wrong all the time. And it was yeah. incredibly cringy. But I was just complaining about how there didn't seem to be any humor in it at all. And it was just yeah. constant vergüenza ajena. It was like, I'm going like, I've yeah. had enough of feeling so embarrassed to these people. It? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, I if, guess if, it, if it's incredibly cringy, have you not just provided a translation? No, because the cringy <laughs> is the characteristic of it. There's not like, okay. it's like a, the feeling... Like when you see something cringy, what's the feeling that emerges inside you? That's the yeah. But it's not even that. But that, okay. that's the feeling. I got it. It's like <laughs> I'm feeling. I, yeah, it's just like I've got the cringeness. Would be the thing, you know. So that's my word. The okay. cringeness. That's it's your attempt to get a word into the English language. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, a good word, is it? No, no. I'm not going to try. In fact, it sounds nicer. Bad going to as well. It, yeah. there's, there's another Spanish one which I, I like, which apparently is Argentinian. By um, is the uh, trozo de la vergüenza, the slice of shame, um, which, which is this thing about when you're eating together and you're sharing food on a dish, and there's one piece left and no one will eat oh, it because oh, yes. um, you don't want to be the that greedy person who eats the last piece of food on the plate. And so apparently... Oh, wouldn't be a problem if I was there. <laughs> apparently yeah. there's this <laughs> thing where um, people switch off the light and then when you switch the light back on, it's gone. So someone's eaaten it <laughs> and you don't know who. Someone has eaten the slice of shame. Exactly, yeah, and enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Would be, would, would it be not even more shocked if I just thinking that two people go for it once and you know you've got that, oh, yeah. um, that dark embarrassed touch of two hands trying to go for that slice of shape especially <laughs> now in COVID the fork times. in the back of your hand <laughs> <laughs> yes ex exactly uh, Kerry are you uh, um, what's yours? okay so I'm going to start with a cliched one that I'm not 100% convinced doesn't have um, well I think it has equivalents in other languages, maybe not in English. So it's the Welsh word that is always brought up as being the untranslatable Welsh word, which is hiraith. Okay. And um, which is a kind of a, um, nos a cultural nostalgia. So you can only feel it if you're not in Wales and you feel it for Wales and Welshness and... Um, 
kind of like crying so into like your you, pint of beer kind of feel to it you know it's but it could be like a smell or that someone has given you a, a dish or someone cooked you something that reminds no, you it wouldn't of whales be triggered. Or... it's just kind of a state of mind i think that it's like oh, you know right. it's a like bit, a maudlin yes it is it's maudlin melancholy but it's also this kind of it's it's tied to the geography the location the country it's kind of like you know it's all bound up in so, being so is it welsh like, do you do, do you feel you feel it like you feel you this feel or it you are it's something this? that you feel okay. yeah 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 well exactly that is a very good question because it's not necessarily it's not your home it's the whole country you know this kind of the love of your motherland and it's all kind of tied in that's why it, i kind of there's you didn't, you didn't say cliche. It was a bit cliche. Yeah, didn't a you? bit cynical about but the fact that it, there is no translation. I think is is it is it, it it can't be for other countries. It's only for Wales. Only for your own country. Oh, but it could be. I could feel it for Canada. You could. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was related to Wales, but it's really no, no, no. Wales. It's yeah, your homeland. Yeah, it's like that feeling of you okay. know a migrant would feel for their homeland that they actually oh, left, okay. probably left because they didn't like it, but once they've gone, they have this kind of rose-tinted nostalgia for it. That kind of this is the cynic in me coming so out a, again. Or it can more. It's a bit more than just homesick. So yeah. there's different kind of. There's a a regret in there, there is and there's this there's a cultural thing in there and you maybe might might make you want to sing a hymn whilst drinking beer or something you know that if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's welsh can you, can you say the word again Hiraith. Hiraith. it's an it's a nice word as well it sounds, it sounds nice as well yeah, um, i'm not sounds sure about nice. the etymology of it i'm not strong on welsh etymology but the first syllable here means far and I think there's okay. something in that vowel sound as well, which kind of echoes distance, you know, like it's this very long E sound. So you've got here, and then you've got hiraif. So it's kind of this, this feeling of okay. something being distant, I guess, and unobtainable. That's, but I think it's of uh, the Portuguese saudade is something that kind of gets close to it. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it has a state that there's a similar feeling, I think, to the Portuguese saudade and but, yeah. But the Germans have a word for this Oh, they too. must have. I bet yeah. they do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. Sean. Um, that's me then, I guess. Uh, so I am going from the uh, other language that uh, Julie and I speak a bit of, which is Czech. Uh, um, and the word I am giving you is vibafnout or vibafnout um, in Czech. It's v y b a f n o u t, and it's a beautiful word. And there is absolutely no translation for it in English because it means to jump out and say boo. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> So it's a verb, like you do it. Yeah, 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 you do it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's uh, um, it, it is. It's just uh, uh, it simply means in English as, as the phrase to jump out and say boo. So uh, like, did v What is it? V Yeah. So, so can, like, do you say, "Oh my God, you v bathmout"? No, you say, no. "Yeah." <laughs> like you like like when someone's like you, like you scared like you you made me jump or you did it on purpose or he be he be he v me. Yes, I've got one in English as well because I got this wrong the other way around. Is there a translation for gobbledygook well into what language Any i don't know language, I guess. Not, i'm just trying to think it is i'm audience members is there a translation for the word gobbledygook i was trying to think of the of a word that we wouldn't necessarily because it's more than nonsense isn't it if something's gobbledygook it's kind of 
I know that was that was my thinking when I first when we did the categories. I went from English. I, I was thinking of words in English that might not be translatable. Um, I've, I've, I've got the Zoom camera on. You, you can't. The audience can't see this, but I've got three very pensive faces. Like I don't know how I could even answer because I could say confidently, um, "No, there isn't." And then someone will say on, the, on well, Facebook, no, I mean, "In I, Vietnamese, we have exactly that word. You just don't know it." Okay. <laughs> like, okay. But I wonder. No, but I wonder if it's one of those words because there are some words like um, there are some words which just become the words in English, uh, like in other languages. I, um, well, be an example. Say so spam, as in spam email. Spam tends to be spam in most languages, though, or does yeah. it translate? Uh, yeah, and I just also, wonder if it's yeah one of those words that stays in English in other languages. I'm just curious. Hmm. Mm, there's, there right, is listeners. a Spanish one, but. I mean, it wasn't in my immediate active vocabulary. It's a lovely word, though. It's um, galimatias, oh, which I also sounds Greek, doesn't it? Galimatias yeah, sounds yeah, more Greek than yeah. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like the bit of cheese you might set on fire as you. <laughs> but I think it's much, much less Greek frequent than gobbledygook would be. That's the feeling yeah, I get. I never, I've never heard that. Well, we're just setting all these challenges down for Julie. We expect you by season 14 to come back. <laughs> I, know, I, I have noticed that on, on like on uh, on social media, people now ask you questions, then you can find the answers. To you. <laughs> <laughs> let me that let me Jules, let me Google that for you more. But I've got a couple. Yeah. I must uh, do it. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Should uh, we have do, another quick break? Yeah, and then well, Carrie, how about you take us into the last section after our break? Welcome to the algorithm. The algorithm brings you the best in example language sentences found on the web and language learning apps. Each is tailored and randomized, especially for you. Your sentence for today is... The cleaning lady is flying beside the kindergarten. The cleaning lady is flying beside the kindergarten. Right, we're back from our break and we've got our third and last category coming up, which is uh, recent words, um, new words, words that have changed their meaning, words that have become more frequent. So this is where Lindsay has promised us that they won't be all to do with the pandemic. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I mean, if he's promised... I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm, I mean, okay. The only way, the only way I see a... out of this is that Lindsay knows his word isn't pandemic related. Exactly. That's right. That's... That would be the elegant solution. <laughs> yeah. That would be the elegant solution. <laughs> so I don't know. I think maybe us non-experts should share one or two words first and then we can judy can tell us if they're new or not um and and then we'll hand over because i'm just worried that all of my words will have been used up that <laughs> <laughs> jules we say are you serious that's so 2003 yeah. <laughs> exactly but we're only allowed all two right. words tops okay, okay. Oh, so sean how about your two Okay, so I'm going to pick uh, my mine is kind of COVID related. My first one, uh, and it is it's because I just love it when I came across it. I don't think I'd ever use it, but um, I think it's Macmillan Dictionaries put this in their list of new words from last last year, and it's furlough merlot. 
uh, <laughs> and it, to describe the fact that everybody's furloughed, you could just be drinking uh, all the time. So are you going to have a furlough mellow? And I think that's that's one. Of, there are lots of words that have come out uh, because of the COVID. But I really like the one. I don't think it's got a lot of a lot of staying power uh, yeah. as, as a word, but I just like it. I, I am going to go for a non uh, a non uh, COVID one then because I'm still getting my head around how it works. And, uh, and I'm just interested in, in the phrase of cancel culture, which you hear all the time at the moment. You know, this cancel, I mean, it was last night, I mean, the night we were recording, the, the, the Republicans were all on about cancel culture again. Yeah. In, in, I in think the that's a word that also even, like, depending on your views, you'll be using it in different ways. But I can yeah. tell you what I think the Republicans are, <laughs> how the right tend to use it is... It means they like something. This can't say no. Like the, I think the 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 idea of like if you say something that is wrong or offensive to some group of people, and then people call you out for it, and then there's a pile on online or something like that, and eventually you are then quote unquote cancelled. So, for example, you may lose your professorship job, or you may be taken off the television, or you may not get your book deal, or people may simply just not like associating with you or with what you said um that would be i think the 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 original of that but the cancel culture means that according to some that's happening way too much and um you know so so for example i think it was like they they said that what was it um sesame street or was there a sesame street thing or dr seuss it was a dr seuss yeah the book so the cancel culture there yeah but that was like an old book that none of us would have known from dr seuss that like that the dr seuss foundation said we're not going to reprint this anymore because it had several racist but, images yeah. in it um but that gets seized on as an example of cancel culture you know, I, sort yeah of- but i think that's the thing that i'm struggling with. not well not struggling with, but i think that's quite interesting about the phrase it's also become it's become uh almost the go-to phrase for anything like that because you actually when uh when julie uh lives and there was a big cancel culture with the statues and stuff in in yeah. bristol uh and that's kind of again although that does fit into your definition it, it I, it's the to me it, there's not a neat definition of it it's used no. how people want to I use I think it's used I anytime think. someone says something they don't like something then someone could say oh so you're just you're just a victim of cancel culture and so i find it from as a the language teacher in me finds it quite an interesting piece of language when it when it pops up Lindsay, it's your go okay um so there's one there's two that i have one which is um more universal another one which is sort of politically related as well but just I found um, fascinating. So the the one though that I chose as my word of, of recently is doom scrolling. Mm-hmm. So a doom scrolling is totally. But I think my doom scrolling probably started in summer of 2016, and hasn't uh, stopped yeah. since. So <laughs> doom scrolling. If you're wondering what that is, that's when you open your phone and you're either going through Twitter or news or something like that, and you're scrolling up and it's all bad. It's all like so horribly bad, but you just can't stop reading it so you keep going so there was a time when scrolling through like the news pages or the news headlines back last year certainly with covid you got this sort of morbid you know you just keep reading more and more and more and more and uh, and also like the doom scrolling like oh my god what has happened now and oh and how bad is this and oh look and this is that bad and and so on and you know you just scroll it's usually on a phone late at night in bed <laughs> sort of thinking just life is just so it, it describes the action of doing that is that what- yeah yeah so doom scrolling means as you scroll through your phone all you see is like doom and gloom and it's just just terrible stuff isn't there a touch of kind of like 
addiction to it as well or like you know binging yeah. that you get you start yeah. going you yeah, just you can't doom stop like you start doing you can't stop you can't stop like i don't know why i hate all of this mm. i hate all this or for, like during the trump years yeah. it would have been i hate all of this stuff but i just can't stop reading the next headline the next story and like with covid would have been the same or brexit back in the day so that was one and then the other one is a karen oh yes i and love karen that <laughs> <laughs> it took me ages and i had to see videos of the stuff out there like the oh, karen you, know is, I, you, you mean karen the name i'm thinking yeah of the, like karen, the dead karen is 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 it's it's got some, a white person white woman who's unaware yeah. of her privilege but is sort of lording it over someone i'm not exactly sure i, I can think explain also it that well. middle-aged uh, there's a whole yeah. wardrobe and hairstyle thing that oh, goes. Oh, is there a wardrobe? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, didn't even know it was physical. Touch. I just Julie's thought it was, a, it was a sort of a thing of the kind of person who seems a bit entitled at the at the PTA meetings or something like that. Or, but would say, you know, I have, I know someone in the police force, and so I will, you know, I'll talk to or whatever. Yeah, they'll or call for the man I'm manager. Sure. Karen will always oh, speak to right. the manager. Karen wants to speak to the manager. That's and Karen it. embarrasses the has... her teenage daughters continuously as okay, well, or, yes. or younger children, or anybody who isn't a Karen, basically. I, I yes. just googled it. According to the BBC, this has a, that actually has a, a, a an article on what exactly is Karen and where did the meme come from. They also suggest that it is. Uh, the predominant feature of a Karen stereotype is that they, and I'm quoting, weaponize their relative privilege against people of color. Yes. Well, yes, that's in the, the America, the, definitely in the in the American context. That's how it's often kind of I, I have how I had often heard it being used. And um, also, but yes, you're kind right. Of, it's the calling the manager, yeah. calling the manager of and yeah. service workers. You know, sort of like in service in a workers, restaurant, yeah. in a shop, um, sometimes car park yeah. rage, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Karen will find that her fork is dirty and will mm. demand that something be done about it. I guess. I'm, I'm curious, Julie. I, I don't mean to put it in the spot. So, a word like Karen, do you think it would get in the dictionary, or is it one of the? Is there something it has to do to sort of kind of stay in culture and get in it, or is this a word of just now that will disappear? Yeah, I mean, generally, traditionally, when dictionaries were print dictionaries, we would wait uh, a length of time, number of years, to see if a word stayed around, and also if it spread beyond one kind of context. If it was being used by different people in different contexts over a period of time, then it would go in the dictionary. Um, with online dictionaries, that's kind of changed a little bit um, because things can be updated more quickly. So lots of online dictionaries, they kind of put in temporary entries, if you like, for new trendy things without saying that they're permanent. Okay, that's um, good. The online dictionary thing. Well, um, I am getting a little messages from behind the scenes saying that we might have to uh, be quick about our new words. So, uh, uh, what that means is that Lindsay's only allowed a certain amount of time in his diary <laughs> to record the podcast, and he's yeah. got another appointment to go to. Uh, right, okay. I mean, I know, I know you've joined I'm us. I'm thinking of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. Um, Quickly pass it over to Jules then, because um, I'm going to sacrifice my words and give them no, to Jules. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Don't listen to Lindsay. No, don't listen Jeez. to me. We I need mean, your words. if he wants words. to go, he can go. We're, 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 we need your words, Kerry. We need the words. Go on, Kerry. Go on. Okay, so I think it's like, for me, there's quite a few old words that have come back into use. I never thought we were going to use curfew 
on a daily basis. Oh. <laughs> yes. like, that was yes. what's going on. Yeah. And that became yeah. part, part of our family vocabulary. Uh, That's interesting because that became part of your vocabulary, but here in yeah. Britain, because we never had a curfew, it never really came All back right. to okay. I think the yeah, no breaking Everyone's curfew. COVID yeah. context is different, isn't it? And so, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so there's that one. And I think, um, bubble i really liked in the uk covid oh, yeah. uh, which was yeah. never really a spanish thing but i really liked the idea no. of bubbling up um, and i think bubbling up. Jordan, you write about That's that great. at some point the bubbling up i yeah, think yeah. yeah 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 so it started off as a as a verb as a noun sorry so a social bubble but then you could actually bubble with somebody or bubble up with somebody mm -hmm. meaning that they became part of your social bubble yeah it's a nice one. Oh, very got, nice. So you, 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 again, you didn't bubble yeah. in Spain. We well, we, yeah, didn't, no, we didn't call it that. It, oh, yeah, okay. there wasn't. It was never taken on as a kind of an idea of households joining up together and stuff. Because here, families are much more kind of the basic unit of socialising. Uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, we used to bubble. Okay. We had friends. We yeah. when we were only allowed to meet up to a group of six, we had our group of six. <laughs> uh, it, it, even even my son knows my son six knows that it's okay he's in my bubble mm. uh yeah, like true. in terms of it, it's just really weird that, that they knows a phrase like that go on carrie sorry and I that's it so there. um ah, handing okay. over jules all yours jules okay right. well god i've had like you said before <laughs> i've had such an exciting year with all these wonderful new words um and I, I think my favorites are probably the ones that are going to be the most transient, but they're the kind of ones that were constructed out of two parts. So we got lots of words that started with Corona something or okay. ISO something. Um, and I think the one that, that really appealed to me most um, was Corona dodging, mm. which is Corona. what happens when you went out and you are trying to walk out in the street but maintain social distance from people on the pavement. And you end okay. up dodging from side to side to keep out of people's way and keep your distance. Um, and because I live in the middle of a city in Bristol, um, anywhere I went, if I went out for my daily exercise, I would have this issue um, down relatively narrow pavements of having to dodge out of people's way. And at the height of the pandemic, I found it very stressful um at some points it stopped me going out because you'd get some people who were very good at it and other people who'd stand mm. right in the middle of the pavement and you'd be jumping into the road <laughs> to get out their way and i hated it yeah yeah but actually it's kind of turned around that now people are most people are getting a little bit more relaxed about space in the street um but you still get episodes where somebody's coming to you down the pavement in the opposite direction and you both go to try and step out the way but you both step in the same direction and you have that funny little dance um, yeah. but you get a really nice moment where you smile at somebody not just because it's funny but because you're recognizing that they're trying to be aware that you're both yeah. trying to to do the right and that's step. corona dodging corona dodging <laughs> yes so that that, oh. was, that, that was quite a favorite um, there's lots and lots and lots of ones that started with Corona something. So you get Corona coaster was the, the okay. roller coaster of coronavirus and various yeah. other ones. Um, and I think possibly the other, the ISO one that I liked was probably ISO baking. Oh yeah. So ISO yeah. baking. Oh, ISO, ISO baking. baking. Oh, the sourdough yeah, yeah, yeah. making, okay. no? 
Yeah. I mean, and I like that one most because my partner has absolutely mastered sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, you, I, I, they're I, all going to pass, but they, I think they were quite fun. And quarantinis, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is a bit like Sean's furlough Merlot. So a quarantini is a cocktail oh, that you yeah, have in quarantini. Yeah. Yes. Quarantini. But you can have it any time of day and in your pajamas usually. No, that's not, yeah. It's <laughs> always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> but there will be there will be it'll be quite there will be a lot of language that will disappear, presumably, as as the pandemic dies down. We will all be engraved with like 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 the, the things that you never knew that you would know, like the R number. You know, so people R not, yeah. Yeah. And you know, those kind of things which have just become part of our everyday uh life um in terms of what we hear and see. It's just interesting so on that happy note (laughs) (laughs) anyway um i think that brings us to an end more or less of our of our of our bumper last episode of the season on words our roundtable episode sean why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us because I can if never they want to know more, yeah. Because <laughs> so, we do this at the, end of the TEFL community is obviously a podcast that can be found uh, on all of the usual podcast channels. So you'll find us on Apple, you'll find us on Spotify, we're on Podomatic, we're on Deezer, we're on YouTube. Anywhere that James can put the podcast, he will put it. You'll also find us on Instagram, and you can buy us a coffee. Uh, all that things are on our website, which is uh, tefelcommute.com. So and. Jules, before we finish, is there anything, where can uh, our listeners hadn't heard you before, where could they find out more about your work? Um, I guess the best place to look is on my blog, which is lexicoblog.blogspot. Fantastic. Kerry, is there anything you want to share? I don't think so. No, I'm quite happy nope. here. might go off for I, I, a quarantini. <laughs> I think I might do the same as well. It's definitely time for a fellow uh, <laughs> Excellent. Bye. Uh, that's it another season down thank you very much uh julie for joining us and good luck you've got a lot of talks coming up over the next week oh, or yeah. so thank you very much so, for having me yeah absolutely good i've just compiled a list that i'm going to be inquiring from uh, of all the different words that i've just remembered so thank you for that and we'll be in touch uh with our queries thank you kerry for joining our about us page uh lindsay you can go now <laughs> all right <laughs> see you all later Bye. see you next season Bye for now. You've been listening to The Tefl Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clamfield, Sean Wilden, Kerry Jones, Sandy Millen, and James Taylor. You can support this podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Commute. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice, and by visiting us at tefalcommute.com. Mm-hmm.